Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you may find yourself as you're listening to this. And I would like to welcome you to the show that is rated M. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are rated M for mature. Mature audience only. Shout out to the homie. B. Harris, the homie. For mature audiences only. Yeah. Look. I've been feeling like an old head lately. They say I'm a no so crazy just when I wanna be. <laughs> Never been a wannabe. I've always been me. Bring this so laid back and nonchalant. Shout out to the homie B Harris. And I'll be honest with you. Know, go get that streaming radio. Yes, you don't say go get that anymore, do you? I mean, yeah, please go get a, 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 a physical copy. Or not a physical copy. But, uh, you know, I'm in my prime and they got time to repeat. Right where I need to be previously. Go to your streaming service. You no one else got to be proud of yourself. Definitely does. He's definitely one of the top four best rappers in the room. Rated M, it is out on all digital outlets right now. You can go to iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, wherever you stream, Spotify. Go check it out. Like I said, I got my I got my electronic copy as it as as it is, but I went and cop that. You can go and cop that, like I said, and then go to you know your favorite streaming service and support in that way. Support, support good music, support good people. That's what we like to do to here. <clears throat> I've been jogging. I decided uh I was gonna become active, and um I've been jogging to it. And I and like the way I know I'm doing better at jogging is I make it to the next song. You know what I mean? Like the first time, I think I got like to the intro and I was already back home. So I was like, look, if I could just get to, you know, <laughs> Groundhog Day, then I'm good. Like Hilarious. I got my little mile, mile and a half in. <laughs> Hilarious. So if you haven't if you haven't figured it out by now, it's another episode of It's a Black and White Thing. I'm your boy A1. You can follow us. I've actually been active on social media on Twitter. That is my app of choice. Go to at Brains and Bars on Twitter. Follow us there. I got a poll question up right now. If you could bet a week's pay, who would you choose to win the national championship? Duke or the field? Go vote on that. It's up for another six days. That's also on... Uh, actually, I need to put that on the Facebook. But search at Brains and Bars on Facebook to uh, to follow the show there as well. You can go to SoundCloud.com backslash Brains and Bars. You can find the show on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Breaker, Google Play Music, and Anchor, all by searching hashtag Brains and Bars. That's all, all together, like you would, like you're doing, a, putting on Twitter, hashtag Brains and Bars. Follow us there. And if you go to Anchor, download the app, create an account. You can leave a voice message for the show. We'll bring it, incorporate it into this actual podcast, respond to any criticism, feedback. You want to say, Tennessee sucks, and I'll never win anything ever in life. Um, you can do so. You can do so. So and you can uh, also not be written in the Lamb's Book of Life if you make a statement <laughs> like that. <laughs> that voice you hear, as always, I'm joined by my my Cody, my Ace, the homie A Ward. What's going on with you, man? What's good? Good, 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 Joe. You know who it is, A Ward. I am Ward.com. Go check out the website. Check out the most recent battles that dropped. Uh, hyperlinks for all my social media are there. You can click on that. Follow me Twitter, Instagram, whatever your um, social media preference may be. Um, it's good to be back. 
it's good to be here in uh in the studio with uh with you, my homie, and having a guest as well. You want me to go ahead and introduce our guest? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so you know, shout out to Team Die Daily. Um, y'all familiar? You'll hear me shout that out quite a bit. Um, that's the movement, and uh, and we uh we basically uh um have cultivated a, a number of artists from around the areas um that have kind of the same mission. Of, of dying to our flesh and just uh, being a part of community and one of my homies named cj lucky met this dude about shoot i think we said about five six years ago um in salina kansas at uh cash hollister's uh one of his um one mic poetry events and we just kind of been cool since then he's up in up in uh olathe excuse me on tour right now and he came by to kick it with us because he's one of these guys who can can definitely talk sports on a level as as we do. So, man, go ahead, introduce yourself, man. Throw your website out there. Tell the people who you are, man. Right, what's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? This is CJ Lucky. It's an honor and privilege. A1, A Ward, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Um, so excited to be here to talk sports, man. I'm a sports junkie. But, uh, but yeah, you guys can follow me on uh, social media. As A-Ward said, whatever your social media preference may be, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, um, you can find me at cjlucky.com, C-J-L-U-C-K-E-Y, uh, um, D-O-P-E is my uh, uh, my Instagram, my Twitter, my Snapchat is cjluckysnaps, and I have cjlucky.com and cjluckycaps.com, uh, which is a, uh, a primary education tour that I'm doing, and I have a website for that and a website for my um, my hip hop outside of that as well, so it's an honor and privilege to be here, fellas. Thank y'all for having me on. Die daily. Not a problem, man. Appreciate you coming through for real. So, uh, but yeah, man, it's good to be back. Shout out to B Harris once again. His retirement album, which is his best album ever. Apparently, it's a new cool thing to uh, be in your prime and quit at the same time. <laughs> um, <laughs> make sure you uh, make sure you go listen to that. Uh, Puss in Boots Gaming, and that's P U five five N B O O T five. Um, that's his YouTube where you can check out, uh, B Harris playing video games and making funny comments and looking ridiculous, but it being hilarious. So, uh, shout out to him and shout out to Amped Entertainment. Like I said, I don't know if they still technically are a sponsor, um, but, we, but you can, you can download the, uh, the, the podcast on, on their website too. So, uh, so what's good though? A1, man, what's, what's up, bro? Man, chilling, you know, um, you sometimes in life, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I take things for granted, but sometimes stuff what happened in your life to just kind of let you know, like, yo, don't take this for granted. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is a refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> my refrigerator broke over the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like, the compressor went out on that mug. So I had to go get a new one. So I couldn't hit you with the joke? Is your fr- is your refrigerator running? No, it's not running right now. <laughs> well, you- <laughs> it is dead. Um, it has died. But nah, like, so... You know, just bought a whole fridge full of groceries. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so I know the garbage trash man came today. I know they was mad at me because I had compactor bags full of heavy stuff in that bag. Now, I don't bag. know where you bought your new fridge from, but a lot of these refrigerators now come with, like, their insurance covers the food that's in the fridge if it goes bad. Oh, for real? I didn't know that. Now, they now <clears> if <throat> if that's the case, he ain't tell me. I'm going to have to hit him up. I'm yeah. like, yo. I know, I know they talked about parts and you know any parts mm-hmm. go out for a certain amount of time. You know, um, they had insurance for accidents. He was like, you know, if your son is climbing in there, and I'm like, yo, why would my son be climbing in the fridge? Like, what? Uh, what kind of parent do I look like? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, my son is tall, so I mean, he ain't got to climb for nothing no more. Now mm-hmm. he can, he, if he go get a chair, he can reach the top shelf. He probably be as almost as tall as the refrigerator. Man, that's wild. So, but nah, man. But you know, like that was. 
you know, having to eat out every day, you know what I'm saying? Or if you cook, like, like, normally if you cook, you know, you cook, you might have some leftovers so you can take the work. But it's not it's like, if you're going to cook, it's got to be just enough because you can't, right? you can't save anything for later. So it's just like, man. But now, other than that, man, I mean, that's what I learned. That's one of the things I've learned this week is, you know, you, you sometimes in life, life will remind you like, yo, don't take this, don't take these conveniences in life for granted. Um... Other thing I learned is that we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about this. You know, it's NCAA, one of the wonderful times of the year in sports. Uh, NCAA tournament gets started tonight with the first play-in game. Um, and, uh, you know, listen, I've watched a lot of Duke this year. Um, talk about it. I watched a lot of Duke this year. I have admitted on the show that I was wrong about Zion Williamson. I thought he was all dunks and layups. Um, and he's much more than that. Um, you know, he's a really good defender, heady guy, good passer, willing passer, all these things. However, I cannot wait for him to leave Duke and go to the NBA because <laughs> the to borrow a phrase from PTI, the slurpage of Zion Williamson is getting out of control. I'm a Carolina fan. Watch a game, a great game, by the way, in the semifinals of the ACC tournament. Back and forth clash goes down to the last shot. Duke obviously wins by one. They so at halftime they go to you know they already got the hot. I mean they've been playing nonstop Zion Williamson highlight packages from the game. They get to uh, hot halftime. Jay Williams and um, I'm blanking on his name. I can Jay see Billis, face. not Billis. Um, he used to coach Virginia Tech. Oh, um, uh, Buzz, Buzz. Not Buzz, because he's at Virginia Tech right now. He was the previous coach shooting. I know who you're talking about. Okay. Ball-headed dude. Yeah, I can see his face. Yeah, I can too. They asked them, they asked him, uh, you know, what are the second-half adjustments for both teams? And Jay Williams comes and says, well, uh, Seth Greenberg. Seth Greenberg. Yeah, Seth Greenberg. Yeah. So, Jay Williams, Jay Williams says, well, you know, Duke's got to – uh, get Zion incorporated more, get him down on the block. Okay, Seth, what can North Carolina do better? They got to defend Zion better. I'm like, bro, come on. Like, like the game, the game was the game. Yes, Zion put the team on his back offensively to win the game. But as I told you, you know, and I DM'd you after the game, Coach K realized that those other guys in blue actually get the play too. So you saw a lot of Jordan Goldwire, which you had not seen pretty much all season long. Mm-hmm. Um, injuries forced him to play. I forget the other big man's name because he hasn't played it all, all season. But the other big man, he made good contributions defensively, hustle plays. Like it was Zion is a star. Zion made the plays offensively, but those guys' contributions helped them win the game. I mean, the winning bucket. No, Zion scored the winning bucket, but like the next to last bucket, Duke scored. Jordan Goldwire mm-hmm. picks up a loose ball, loose ball and lays it up. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, oh, I get it. The dude is great. I get it. We haven't had a star like this in college basketball. That we that has been hyped like this since I went. I said Tyler Hansbrough. How's Michael Beasley? Yeah, but I so the I grant you that. But the reason I say Hansbrough from a coverage standpoint, mm-hmm. like Hansbrough goes to North Carolina. It's a you know on Duke rivalry. Um, not Anthony Davis. I don't think they slurped Anthony Davis like this, bro. Like not like this. Not because Anthony Davis wasn't. Wasn't he was a defensive player okay. for real, for real yeah. in in college? Not like an offensive juggernaut. Like Blake Griffin <laughs> came to mind. What about KD at Texas? Man, one one year. I mean, KD done. He racked up every single award. K, you might be right. I might go KD. KD might be a good one. 
But I was just like, I just remember by Tyler's junior year, people were so sick mm-hmm. of li- of hearing about dude because yeah. everything he did was just like, oh my god, oh my god. But the difference with Zion is Zion is an athletic freak, and he's a better natural scorer than than Tyler was. I mean, we Tyler uh, Tyler was just he was a uh, more polished, I guess, for his age. Like he pretty much reached his ceiling in college. Mm-hmm. Zion has not seen his peak, and it's just like, bro, I am. Like go to the league because now there's other stars. <laughs> yeah. There's other stars where it's just not all about you. Just want to let you know, um, I'm pretty sure Duke's gonna be playing for a little while longer. <laughs> oh, we gonna get into that. We gonna get into that. Yeah, we definitely gonna get into that. But I mean, that's what I learned this week, man. It's just you know, I'm just listen, I, and and it and it's the it grates on my nerves even more because I'm a Carolina guy. You know, everybody made it seem like well, those two games they beat them. Well, Zion wasn't there, as if Zion was. Was going to the result was going to be what happened to Kentucky, right? They won by a point, and the man literally put the team on his back up and win. It's not like it was mm-hmm. a fifteen point swing by adding that one guy, and you got two other lottery picks on your team, by the way. But anyway, uh, that's enough for Zion and the Zionettes for right now. We're going to get to them. <laughs> the Zionettes, yes, that what they're that's, called. That's that's what I'm calling them for the rest of the season. Is Zion and the Zionettes because apparently if that guy's not there, they're trash. That's yeah. Okay. I mean, that's how people are acting. If he's not there, even though they have two guys who are seen as top five picks, you know, four or five McDonald's All Americans, it doesn't matter if that guy's not there for them. So, uh, but yo, let's turn it over to you, man. What are you looking forward to? Uh, what am I looking forward to? You know, there's so much to look forward to this week, and I, I know we're going to touch on a lot of it. Um, so I'm just going to throw something random out there that's not what we're going to talk about. Um, okay. but uh. <clears throat> Tennessee's um, college baseball team is actually ranked for the first time in, I don't know, it's been probably five to seven years or something like that. So, started off the season 15-0, and entered conference play, been pretty good, ranked top 20, uh, just started SEC play. So, I've really been paying a lot of attention to college baseball. And, I don't know, I think that I'm going to start watching college baseball a lot more just because, man... <laughs> I want to see these guys that are worth $430 million before <laughs> I, I realize they're worth $430 million. Now, I don't think Mike Trout went and played any college baseball, right? Uh, I looked that up. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I know Bryce Harper didn't. Um, right, he did not. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I, I'm looking forward to you know watching a little bit more college baseball this week. Um, and then I'm also looking forward to... Seeing if uh, the Lady Vols lose in the opening round of the NCAA tournament for like the first time in forty years, it's been a rough year for them. It's been so bad. Um, So obviously, my looking forward to this week's are definitely tinted orange. They're not always tinted orange, even though my entire life is. Um, But definitely looking forward to that. And um, outside of that, yeah, there's really not a whole lot other than maybe the main topics that we're going to kind of touch on. Um, sports-wise, that I'm looking forward to. However, we do often talk about battle rap, and we talk about different things like that. So this week, obviously, I start my tour in California, and I will be in San Diego, San Bernardino, and Los Angeles over the next three weekends uh, doing some battle rap-type things. So I'm looking forward to that as well. So we're actually going to talk a little bit, because I wanted to talk about your experiences at uh, World Dom 8 mm-hmm. in London. Um, by the way, Mike Trout, did not play. He was supposed to go to East Carolina. Okay. Uh, prior to the 2009 draft. Um, let's see. And he was drafted. He was the 25th pick. First round? 
first round. Yeah. First round. So it's not as if this this type of uh, career was seen, I guess, from from jump. Granted, first round pick, but normally with the type of production that he's put up. And we're, we're going to get to that. We'll get to that. But you don't see, you know, 25th pick getting 430. Man, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But let's do, let's talk about that now, and then we'll jump into our first break, and then we'll get into the NCAA tournament. So, World Dom 8 versus Sharon, like, what was what was the experience like in London for that? Because that's the first time with King of the Dot right. in London. <clears throat> um, it was it was kind of up and down, like, as far as the trip itself. Um, <clears throat> there were parts of the trip. Last time I went to London, it was more tourist, right? So, last time, uh, Rachel went with me. Uh, we, we had like six days. We were able to go see Big Ben and do all that kind of stuff. And the event was like in this underground, like very gritty type area where it's like 250, 300 people packed in wall to wall. And it's more of like your pit style. You're not like on this big stage, you know, and it was just electric. Awesome. I still say to this day, that's probably the most electric crowd i've ever performed in front of and it's not even my best performance but it was just uh just how you feel while you're performing that was the first time i went to london this time with king of the dot um and i don't know if this is a trend or what but it happened again is you get to london and your hotel is like an hour and 15 minutes away from the airport um and i don't know if that's just how the travel is in london or what but uh, you know, I get there, I get, I, I ride to the hotel, the hotel's far away, you're, you're, you're far away from everything, and it was totally more business than it was any kind of leisure. Um, <clears throat> London's obviously a beautiful city. Uh, so, the, so, we're all packed into this Uber, um, we get to our hotel, the hotel's not the greatest hotel, and then I walk outside and a gold McLaren is there to pick me up to take me to the YouTube studios. <laughs> That's crazy. Right? And not only is there that, there's the Lamborghini and two Rolls Royces too, you know? And it's just like, it goes from like re- like feeling like you're like the most important person in the world to like back to kind of like, you know, just this, you know, uh, I don't know, just average trip. But um, as far as the event itself, the event only had five battles, which was actually good. Um, you know as well as I know. Uh, <clears throat> battle rap events can be six, seven, eight hours long. Alcohol served. People are just feet hurt. They don't want to hear you. The last two battles suffer tremendously because everybody's tired. And even though you're the main event, <clears throat> they've already heard bars all night. And, you know, it is what it is. So it was five, uh, five battles long. It was a good time. King of the Dot battles are a lot shorter than your URL battles. So it didn't go very long. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and the battle with Sharon... Uh, I'll give you two different perspectives. One is the people's perspective. Everybody's talking about the battle with Sharon. Everybody loved the battle with Sharon. Battle of the night, best battle on King of the Dot in a long time. Oh, it was crazy. The back and forth. Sharon was the best Sharon we've seen in forever, which that always happens when I battle. <laughs> um, uh, I did so good, yada, yada, yada. So there was that. So, And I don't ever want to rob anybody from that. If that's how you feel, that's great. But then there's also the overly critical perfectionist of myself 
that says, I could have done a few things better, you know? Like, I'm always looking at it like that. You know as well as I do. You see me perform, not only battle rap, but you see me rap on stage, running out of breath by the third song because <laughs> of pizza rolls and Mountain Dew got me out here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think one time, I, you didn't even let me get off stage for like 30 seconds. You just pulled me to the side. I was like, look, <laughs> yeah. if you want to be anybody in life, <laughs> you got to start drinking water and working out. But there were some areas in, my, in the battle where, you know, <clears throat> I started to feel a little winded. My voice cracked a little bit because I was, you know, um, crowd was cool. It was cool. It was like a lot more. It was like 550, 600 people in there. Um, a big, big event, um, big event space. It was underneath train tracks. So yeah. uh, one thing, if you're watching, if you're, if you're watching at home, you really couldn't hear it. But as we're inside, there's a train that would go over top of the venue during the battles. And the whole building would shake. Like, it would literally, like, you know, and you would hear it, you know. So, obviously, in the battle, um, people were talking about how um, in the middle of my round, the train went over, you know. And and I was able to, you know, take, captivate that in a sense and be like, uh, oh, y'all thought that was a train passing through the yard? No, we on a first name basis. That's just God reacting to my bars like that. And, you know, it's so like, shut the building down, you know. So, People that are watching at home on pay-per-view, if they have an idea of like kind of, you know, or when it drops on YouTube, I don't know that you'll really be able to hear all that, you know. Right, But right. things like that really made the event in the in the battle dope. <clears throat> but uh, I think I, I think I clearly got it, actually. Uh, I went away from it thinking that I won the second and third round and actually thinking that the, the first was close, even though people said it was clear one-to-one going into third. Um, but you know, that's just, that's just, uh, it's obviously my writings, but I would say I did what I needed to do, what I was supposed to do, exceeded what I was supposed to do in some, some, you know, areas and, uh, Sharon, Sharon, the best thing that you could ever do is battle somebody who's on a way higher platform than you and them leaving the battle thinking they won because that just means they're going to share it. They're going to clip it down. They're going to post it on their Instagram. They're going to post it on Twitter, and they're going to share y'all's battle. You know, The last thing you want to do is go in there and beat somebody clearly and then them not send it to their 100,000 followers. So, right, right, right. So, yeah, it was a success, man. London was a success. <clears throat> That's what's up. So, actually, you bring up one other thing that I learned. Um, shout out to Debo. Shout out to Bab. Shout out to Vague. Shout out to Queen of the Ring. Um, I bought my first female battle rap pay-per-view mm-hmm. um, a couple of weeks ago. You know, Watch the Throne 3. Um, and I have to say, man, like, I've now obviously I've watched females battle before. Like, I've never seen an event where the women are the the main event. They're the attraction. That's, they're what you're coming to see. And I enjoy the event. I feel like a lot of the battles, uh, I feel like overall, like, their event, have had a lot stronger performances than some other cards that I've watched on pay-per-view. You know, um, K-Profit versus Zan. K-Profit got it clear, but Zan wasn't bad. Um, Mulatto and Cheddar, like Mulatto Black and Cheddar, probably was eh, maybe Battle of the Night, but RX and Torture was fire. Um, QB, not QB, um, 40 Bars and Couture, fire battle. I mean, even with the issues with twerk and and uh, hustle with, you know, time limits and how long you p- people are supposed to rap, like even the stuff they did, like I appreciate, like I thought it was a cool battle. So really dope event. But battle rap needs event coordinators and they need them <laughs> event coordinators like yesterday. That event, I think, started at. Um, was it two, maybe two or three o'clock? 
All right. So, you know, they get through like, you know, about the first half of the event. And one of the events didn't happen because somebody had to back out, had an emergency, couldn't perform. So what? Five. I think I listed five battles. Mm -hmm. That mug probably started at three. All right. Here's what happened in between about halfway through the event. Here's what all that I that took place in my life in between that event <laughs> and the end. All right. I got dressed. I showered and got dressed. I went with my wife to Panera and got something to eat. I went and watched Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. Watched the second half of Duke Carolina. <laughs> and finally, with like 10 minutes left in Captain Marvel, I looked at my phone. Events just ended. It's like 10 o'clock. <laughs> it's like 10 o'clock. Like, what are, what are we doing? That's and I crazy. get it. They had some issues, so on and so forth. But, yo, like, a battle rap event should not take more than four hours. Like, yeah. it should not. I don't. Unless you got like eight eight battles on the card, it should not take more than four hours. And battle rap has got to get this fixed. Like, you have to dedicate. Like, URL, like, I'm glad that they got events. They're not throwing on the pay per view one. My pockets, thank you. Because I'm getting almost every pay per view that drops. And granted, you know, the homies pitch in, you know, mm -hmm. we have watch parties or whatever. But I'm getting almost every pay per view that drops. But, like, I can't be dedicating. My weekends to nah. battle rap, like I can't, like I can't, like I have to. I haven't bought, um, I haven't bought the last the RBE joint that happened this weekend. I probably am, and I'm going to check it out at some <laughs> point. Um, but I, but like I, part of me wants to watch it live because I feel like if I don't watch it live, it's kind of like sports. If I don't watch a game live, like I'm not as interested in watching it after the fact. Yeah. So you know, I, I just. But I just, that's when you go from like casual fan to like. A part of the culture, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> like when you're like inundated with the culture and following the storylines, it's like a soap opera, you know? Like you have you you can't. I mean, we could go back and watch Friends, just random episodes, you know what I mean? Right. Saying, but like, like you gotta you you want to be a part of that storyline, you know? You don't, and this, plus the battles don't drop till two months later, you know? And then I don't already battle somebody else, or somebody else bought, you know? Then you got to catch up with all the self-referencing quotes and stuff like that. So yeah, it makes sense, man. It makes sense. So, yeah, so that's the other thing I learned, man. But shout out to them. It was, like I said, it was a dope event. Um, I look forward to, to more Queen of the Ring events. I know they got some stuff scheduled. Hopefully, they can use what they started here and keep going and have a great year. I would love to look back at 2019 and be like, yo, this was the year that women, I don't want to say took over Battle Rap, but we were we remember the year in Battle Rap is 2019 as the year of the woman, yeah. as the year where, you know, um, RX got more looks. Torture gets more looks. We see you're already talking about hustle and fair funeral for double impact. Like, let's go. Like, I'm here for it because they were very entertaining. Um, so we'll see. But that's the other thing I learned. You can hit us up with what you learned by going by going to at brands at bars on Twitter. What you learned this week, um, or hitting us up on Facebook by searching at brands and bars and letting us know. I'm gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk NCAA tournament. Myself, A Ward, the homie CJ, special guest in the building. But next, we're gonna bring you this other joint, new joint. New album, final album from the humble one, B. Harris. Rated M as the album. This song is called Keep It a Buck, featuring Reese Nichols and Majesty on It's a Black and White Thing. Keep it a buck, yeah, why keep it as such? 100 on mine, some may say my speaker's abrupt. Now understand that that is cleverly crafted. Heavy word that is packed, packs more punch than the heat that you're packing. Ship on my shoulder, could it be I'm speaking with passion? Really fake, can't relate, me and your people is clashing. Cause they really ain't bout all the things that they say they bout. Mama let them out the house and now they out here showing out. This is child's play, put them in a child's place. My flow fire, that's 
just got a mouth taste. Yeah, they ain't comfortable in their own skin. This is rated M. You now rockin' with a grown man. So understand, I ain't with all of the nonsense. You hear the content, you get what's on my conscience. Yeah, don't really care if they feel me. Long as I die knowing I gave y'all the real me. Keep it above, I'm way too old for the nonsense. So from here on out, it's only rated M content. Keep it above, even if they don't feel me, I gotta do me. And do they wanna fake? Or the real me Keep it the buck No, you ain't gotta pretend What only matters Is got the truth In your family and friends Keep it the buck Even if they don't feel you You gotta do you And do you want the fake Or the real you Tell you the truth Only move with a few Yeah, so that was The homie B. Harris Featuring Reese Nichols And Majesty Off his new album Rated M Called Keep it a buck That was the homie Reese Nichols um, Shout out to Reese You know Head of Amped Entertainment um, so now, now that we've uh, you know kind of gotten to what we learned out of the way, let's go ahead and get into the main course, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk some sports. Let's get into NCAA tournament brackets were released on Sunday. Um, you know, tournament again, Prairie View A and M, and hold on, I had it up, but I must have took it down. Fairly Dickinson, Fairly Dickinson, Fairly Dickinson was up by five last time I checked. That game is coming to a close. They got one more game on the docket for the night, and then on Wednesday they have the second of the two uh, playing games to see who gets to go on to the round of 64. Uh, Temple and Belmont play tonight uh, as well, and so we'll see what happens in those games. We'll keep you guys – well, doesn't really. we're not live radio. We're not going to keep you up to date. You'll just find out what happens. But anyway, I, I'll start – I'll turn it over to you guys. When Your first thoughts when you saw the brackets, when you saw them in their totality, your first thoughts. Hey, Ward, I'll start with you. Um, <clears throat> obviously the number of blue bloods in the, um, in the South region was, uh, I won't say alarming, just, t- just caught me by surprise. You know, you, you see teams a lot of times and you're like, oh, that's gotta be the toughest region. And you're like, well, you only got to play one of them, you know? Um, so I, I definitely, um, am on board with just about, uh, what everybody's talking about with, with Kansas getting the sweet 16 or the elite, uh, sweet 16 and elite eight games in the sprint center. Um, thought that was a little outlandish. Um, <clears throat> I like some of the matchups. I like the uh, Louisville versus the Patino matchup of Minnesota um, against Louisville. I like um, I liked uh, the matchups uh, of John Morant and Marcus Howard. Yeah, I think that's going to be gonna very be exciting. Yeah. Um, definitely going to be watching that game. Obviously, I watched Tennessee. He was a little bit irritated. You know, we talked about it. You know, Tennessee wins the SEC championship. They become the one seed in the West. Do you want to be the one seed in the West, or would you rather be the two seed in the South? I think they would have got the Midwest. I think I think Carolina falls to the two two line. Really? Because I thought Gonzaga would fall into the two. Nah, line. I think they were going to keep a, a West Coast team with that number one seed. Mm-hmm. In, in my opinion. Huh. So uh, maybe maybe in the Midwest. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but I, I definitely think the two seed that we got in the South at first seemed great, and then obviously with the Cincinnati, I feel like they kind of got seeded a little bit lower than what they should have, and uh, that game will be in Columbus. Um, so we kind of got screwed a little bit there. But if we get past Cincinnati, which I believe we should, you know, if we're one of the top eight teams in the nation, we should. Um, I think that we have a pretty good route to playing to 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 playing any elite eight against Virginia, so Purdue is tough. 
You think so? Yeah, I think that's tough. Wood. I that uh, that 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 kid uh, Carson Car- Carson Edwards. Yeah, man, that kid is phenomenal, man. And uh, I mean Purdue, they, you know, they, they're just a solid program. You know, they when I when I look at them, I I, I see uh, a Big Ten Virginia. You know, mm-hmm. and so I'm not not so much from a defensive standpoint, but uh, Matt Painter has built a program. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, and, and a solid program at that. You know, he don't get any All Americans. Um, you know, but you know, guys, he uh, he developed them well. You know, I think of uh, what's the big man name they they just had a few Caleb years. Caleb Swanigan. Yeah, Caleb Swanigan. Yeah. You know, think about him and and uh, Isaac Haas. I think that was his name, the yeah, seven footer. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they, got they had seven two seven footers yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah. I don't know if they still got well, one. big man still there. The uh, younger guy. Yeah, I think of his name, but you know, he develops players. But the game that stands out to me, fellas, is um, I would have to say Nevada and Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a big game right there. Florida has play, played well. I mean, we seen them play mm-hmm. um, in the SEC tournament and, and the noise that they made. I think they got cheated a little bit out of that Auburn game. I think that was a foul Ooh. last minute. SEC refs had a rough, you know. Year, so man. that was that was <laughs> Tom, that was started. Terrible, man. It's gonna be a whole fifteen so, minute segment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. But I I think that game stands out. Nevada has has been a. Um, a, a very good team to watch. I've watched them a few games this year. Stayed up late and watched. I love the Martin Twins. Those those guys yeah. can can play ball. Um, and they they they, they were fun a, to watch last year. Yeah, they were. Man, they were. were they fun to watch? And last they year. were considered a somewhat of a Cinderella last year. Mm-hmm. You know, but this year they have a target on their back, and uh, they won't catch any teams by surprise this year. So that's the game that stands out. And I, looking at the Midwest West region, uh, Ward, I, you know, uh, you said uh, KU got a game in Sprint. At the sprint if they make it to if the they make it to the, team, they make it to the regionals, they'll play North Carolina in the Sprint Center. Okay, now y'all remember the last time they played in the Sprint Center, they lost to Oregon. Yeah, and Oregon yep. lit them up. They you know, sure so did. I, you know, so we we know KU as Warden. I was talking about earlier. They they don't win the big game. You know, so I I don't see them making it past the Sweet Sixteen if they do run into UNC. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, so if they were playing anybody other than Wisconsin. And potentially in that second round game, I would say they might not even make it out of the opening weekend. Mm. Um, but I think they should be able to beat UC Irvine. But oh, you talking about K State? Oh, my yeah. fault, my fault, yeah, my fault. Yeah. I'm in the yeah, south. Yeah. I'm in the yeah, south. Yeah, my, in the fault, south. my fault, my fault. You're right. Can we were just talking about Auburn? Auburn. Yeah, yeah. If they fake, yeah, they probably won't make. I don't see them making it. The other part though is Iowa State as a six seed. If they make it, I mean, listen, I I make jokes every time Iowa State wins the Big Twelve tournament. It's Hilton South, right? Until KU wins it again, right? Um, there are a it's lot more of, of a home game for Iowa mm-hmm. State. It's more it of a home is. game for Iowa State. Iowa State have has a lot of uh, alumni in the city. Mm-hmm. They travel, travel incredibly well. well. Yes, they do. Um, and I talked to um, shout out to to Keontae Roberts. He's a former uh, Oklahoma State Cowboy. I think he might have been on their Final Four team in '96. Had Big Country on it. Either he might have been, or that might have been the year before he showed up. So it's is he he was either a freshman or he showed up like a year or two later. But um, he talks about playing at Hilton at Iowa State, and he says it's the closest thing to an NBA arena I've ever played in. Mm-hmm. Like super loud, fans right on top of you, um, raucous atmosphere from opening tip to the final horn. So, I mean, you know, their fans are rabid, and they support their squad, and if they get to Kansas City. Like I was looking at getting tickets to both sessions on Friday and Sunday games, and they were like, Three hundred dollars total through StubHub, like that was the cheapest ticket after taxes, you know. So I'm basically playing a hundred dollars a game. Like now, like it's it went up a hundred dollars because you got North Carolina, KU potentially, Kentucky potentially, Iowa State potentially, and so 
Um, you know, like that's going to be crazy. We kind of talked about this with Duke and I said, we'll get to that. I feel like I, so I've, I understand. I heard Seth Davis say today um, on the Dan Patrick show that the committee does not intentionally try to set up matchups, you know, for for storylines. Right. But you can't tell me Rick Pitino's son playing Louisville, coaching against Louisville in the first round. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's too much of a coincidence for me. Right. Um, Like, I feel like the the committee you know, dreams of putting Roy versus KU as much as much yeah, as possible. Absolutely. Putting UNC versus Kentucky as much as possible. So and I and as far as Duke, I felt like they said, listen, this is a TV show and we want Zion Williamson all the time. So let's give them the easiest run we can think. And it's no 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 shots at Michigan State. I just don't think Michigan State can hang with Duke. Um I don't think anyone in their in their region Vitek's not good enough. Maryland's not good enough. LSU could lose hey, to Yale. Hey, one, I don't. I don't know, bro. I I would have to disagree with you there. I mean, don't get me wrong. Duke is, is strong with with a healthy Zion. I'm not a Zionet, I'm, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but with a healthy Zion, they they are tough, man. RJ Barrett, that's a tough team. But Virginia Tech, man, I I think they're they're finally healthy. They got Justin Robinson back. Um, you know, their um their star point guard and and uh, he's a senior. You know, he's the leader, the heart and soul of that team and. And he's the motor man. He makes that team go, and they they play fairly well without him. Um, but they, I mean, they can lock up on the defensive end, man, and 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 those, that's just a, a tough uh, blue collar team, you know. And so uh, those guys, I think, I think they'll give Duke a run for their money. Now I know they, you know, ACC foes, and um, and they beat Duke uh, in in uh, at, at at Virginia Tech. But you know, no, Zon, I mean, no everybody Zon. throws asses yeah, no, on there. No, no Zon, but but. Virginia Tech also didn't have Justin Robinson, and and the, I mean, apparently that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> as long no, as Zion's not there, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, put yeah, asterisk. But but, but but I think Virginia Tech, uh, I think they'll give Duke a little run for their money if they do match up. I think that'll be a really really tough game. I mean, listen, I'm not gonna be mad. Like if, if his season ends early, I'm not because that means I won't have to hear about whoa. Who nah, knows? You, you they might will. find a way. They might just bring him in studio for the rest of the doggone tournament. <laughs> yeah. You know, and again, and, it, and I don't want I don't want it, people who hear this. I get it. I'm a Carolina fan. There's a little bit of hate there. I'm gonna be honest with you. I told the homie Marcus. I said, Marcus, listen. I didn't know what to expect from this Carolina team. I didn't expect the number one seed, but I'm like, listen. If Zion had come here, we probably would be freaking unstoppable because it's the mix of leadership, senior leadership, senior talent mm-hmm. to go with him. Whereas this is a freshman laden team, and I'm always again, if you go and look at these one and dones, I know people say, well, you know, obviously you want the, that talent on your squad, yeah. but when you have a team that's led by him, it's only worked twice. Yeah. Coach uh, Calipari in 2012 mm-hmm. and uh, Duke in 2015. Other than that, yeah. one and dones have not been the key to yeah. winning a championship. Um, so I was wondering about this because obviously Duke is a completely different team with Zion Williams, uh, Zion Williamson off the court. Is he that good to stay out of foul trouble, or are teams just not? trying to get him or our or, or referees just not giving him a second foul like i i haven't watched it close enough but in my mind it's this i i, I take it to him for the first 10 minutes of the first half yeah. and try my best to get him to pick up that second foul and punch you in the mouth early hang around you know what i mean like I don't get why I haven't seen the stats on it if he if he just doesn't foul if he just plays impeccable defense I, but it seems like you know, that that maybe he's just getting the preferential treatment. I don't know. I believe Duke, I think I heard Seth Davis say this, may be the team that fouls the least in the country. Mm-hmm. So, 
I think one, let me give credit to Zion. He's incredibly smart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think a guy that size also is intimidating. So you're thinking about it. Even if he even if you don't see him in the back of your mind, you're thinking, where's he at? Mm-hmm. And that messes with you. I mean, like, I played against guys who have size, and like when you go up, like you're thinking, even if it's a layup, like normally you should you shouldn't be focusing on that, but you're thinking, is he coming from behind? Like, where's he at? I also think that Zion Williamson, listen, again, people are gonna say bias. Garrison Brooks fought out against Zion Williamson in an ACC tournament game, and three of those were just like, nah. Like, not like you're giving him the foul because it's that guy. I mean, Jay Williams almost had a a went to cardiac arrest wanting for Frank Howard to be kicked out of the game for tripping Zion because it was just like, it's like, bro, you did not keep that same energy with Grayson Allen at all. My God, like keep it a buck, like keep that same energy. But I think he, I I give credit to him first. I give credit to the scheme. Um, I think they put him in, in places where he's not going to pick up those fouls. I think Zion smartly gambles. So he will, so there was a play against, I think Florida state, Guard is bringing the ball up. Zion is eyeing him all the way. It's almost, it, I mean, it kind of reminds you of something on Animal Planet where you're watching the big cat. He's hunting game. <laughs> you're watching the cat. He's hunting game. He's got his eye on the prey, and the, and the prey is so unsuspecting. He doesn't know what's about to yeah. hit him. And he waited until he, he got coffin cornered. But it wasn't a coffin corner when he first turned his back. But by the time he got ready to turn back around, mm-hmm. Zion mm-hmm. is right, right there, there on top of him. Yeah. Loose ball. It goes to Duke and they get the layup. Now, I personally think Zion may have fouled him. That's my personal opinion. Like, And that's me watching as an unbiased observer because it's not against my team. Mm-hmm. Um, but the referees didn't call it. And so if the referees don't call it, I can't be, I can't be like, well... You know, it is what it is. But I do think he might be getting a little bit of superstar treatment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, from the referees absolutely. already. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, I know, CJ, you say Virginia Tech, they got their guy back. I feel like it's it's really dangerous, though, to be trying to incorporate someone who – because he's been out all season, right? Uh, most of the season with a hurt ankle, yeah. Right. So, I feel like it's – man, this is not the time of the year you want to be trying to incorporate even a senior leader yeah, back yeah. into your lineup so late into the season when it's when it's one and done so i mean listen for my sake as a as a carolina although i would i, I keep it a buck i would love to see carolina duke in the national championship game oh man You're the game about- was the game was incredibly fun even on my squad i loved it it was a great game so I would love to see that again. Yeah, yeah there's only one game that would be better than that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let me see. I mean, Tennessee, Carolina would have to play in the in the, in the final four. It's the only way it can happen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. No, um, <clears throat> I think it should be fun. Um, I I think this is the first time since that that Anthony Davis Kentucky led team where you went into the tournament thinking like like you post a you post a question is it Duke or the field like mm-hmm. it's that one kind of above and beyond you know um but man it's march madness right and like there's so many teams that are on here that we look at like like even myself i look at like tennessee's playing cincinnati mm-hmm. you know in columbus you know iowa literally has won four games i think this year on last second banked in buzzer beater threes like i like like that could be an upset you see irvine could upset k-state k-state without dean wade is is not a four seed team. I'm taking that. I'm taking that's that's <clears throat> a, a five. A twelve always beats a five. Thirteen always beats a four. That's that's one of my thirteen. Over right. Four. So Murray State over Marquette would be my twelve five. 
Um, I'm just not sold on Marquette. Um, <clears throat> but I, uh, I will say this. I believe every Pac-12 team will be out by the first week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Washington, Absolutely. Arizona Washington, State's yeah. going to lose the play Oregon game. Oregon yeah. and Arizona State. <laughs> I agree. I definitely agree with that. That's hilarious. So I'll ask you guys. I mean, I'll ask you the question I got on our Twitter page right now. It is pinned at the top of our profile. So if you go search for at Brands and Bars on Twitter, when you get to our profile, you can vote right there. If you had to bet a week's pay, are you taking Duke or the field to win the championship? The field. Easy. That's easy for me. That's 63 to 1. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I'm I'm going to – I would have to say the field 2A1. And this is this is why, though. I know I'm kind of – I'm going to go back just a little bit. We talked about that the, the Duke team, the 2015 Duke team and the 2000 – what, 10 – 2012. Oh, 2000. Which one? The uh, Kentucky? Uh, Kentucky team. Okay, okay. Anthony Davis. What? 2010, I believe. Yes. Yeah, right? yeah, something now, like that. 12. 12. 12. 2012. Yep, yep. And so, but but looking at those teams compared to this Duke team, that 2012 Kentucky team had Darius Miller, who was a senior. You know, mm-hmm. uh, senior. You know, could play very well. Mm-hmm. You know, hit hit spot up threes, and uh, so they had some senior leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that Duke team, um, uh, they had uh, 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 Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook, Quinn yep, Cook, you know, yep. so uh, you you have a, a guy who can actually play uh, that starts that um you know that that can help your team in that senior leadership area. I look at this Duke team. Zion is great. R.J. is great. Cam has been a little inconsistent, but you know, a good good player. I love Trey Jones, great defender. But there's not that senior, that upperclassman that's really solid that can you know really rally the guys you know i don't think of marquise bolden you know he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school out of desoto texas i don't think of him you know he's been hurt lately um you know jack white you know who is he you know, yeah. what I mean? yeah, so, you know i don't i don't think of it so so when i so it's easy to pick the field you know when it comes to this question because it, I, I don't think duke has that senior leader that can really get them over the top with that freshman talent they have so if they win, and I think Carolina was one of when they won in twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen, I forget which year it was, they were one of the worst three point shooting teams to win the title. Mm. If Duke wins, they will be the worst three point shooting team to ever wow. win an NCAA title. You ask yourself how that happens, you know? Like because it's a three point shooting game now, you know? Like that's the thing that kills me, you know, and that's why one of the reasons why I'm glad with Tennessee's draw is that <clears throat> our worst games were against teams that just shot the freaking lights out three-point wise. Like, you know, that's when we played the worst. Uh, even when we played Alabama, uh, the kid from Alabama, what's his name? Uh, John Be- uh, 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 Is he 23? Yeah. Petty. Petty, Petty. Petty, Petty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodness gracious, the dude freaking shot the light. Like, like that, and that's – it's just a great equalizer, you know, and – um I think that, like you said, with no senior leadership and if you're missing missing shots, you know, you, every game is away from home now. You know, this is when I look at KU and I'm like, if y'all get out of the first round, cool, because we know KU is KU is a, a one seed if if every game is played in Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Right, right. Yeah. KU is probably a seven or eight seed, you know, outside of yeah. Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Yeah, they're a terrible road team this year. Yeah. Um and so yeah you know when you're when when you're Duke and you're and you're playing uh VCU or UCF um and you're playing Virginia Tech and then you're then you're probably gonna meet up with Michigan State which I haven't watched much Michigan Michigan State this year but I do know Tom Izzo is one of the best coaches of all time mm-hmm. um 
And I do know that they have a player of the year candidate. And, you know, they seem to know what to do at this time of the year. <laughs> a yeah, lot of times. They're not they're I mean, there's no star names. I know Nick Ward, he just came back from injury recently. Yeah. He's kind of like one of the biggest name, Cassius Winston. Yeah, that's the um, Matt McQuay. Like they have some players, yeah. but they're not there. There's no one on that squad that's going to wow you. I don't even know how many NBA players are even no, on that roster yeah. outside I, I, of Nick Ward. And they're, and they're missing uh, Josh Langford. You know who's their pretty you know solidified score. Their their guy they can really go to down the stretch. They can get them a bucket. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but so, you're right. So let me ask this question. We're gonna close out this segment because this is another poll question that I posted on on the uh, Brands and Bars Twitter page. Which Duke team, if you had to take them, they play one winner-take-all game, which Duke team, which is comprised of mostly freshman contributors, and we've already been talking about them a little bit, would you take? The 2015 team. So the 2015 team, their freshmen were Jaleel Okafor, um, Justice Winslow, Tyus Jones, the brother of Trey Jones, who's at Duke now, and I'm missing one more. I think Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen was also a freshman. Now, Grayson Allen didn't get a ton of playing time, but he just had a monster championship game, right? So other contributors on that team, uh, CJ mentioned them, uh, Quinn Cook, mm-hmm. uh, Emil Jefferson, Matt Jones. And I, I I guess Rashid Suleiman was still on the team at that point. He's listed. I don't know if he was – because I know he no. transferred. Yeah, he, he was. That was the year he transferred yeah, then. He, he transferred the year they won the title. Mm-hmm. So – and uh, the Plumley, Plumley brother was on that team, yeah. Marshall. Marshall. Mm-hmm. So with this Duke team, I mean we we already know the names. Uh, let's see, let me scroll down though. R.J. Barrett, Zion, Cam Reddish, Trey Jones are your freshmen. Other contributors: Javin Delorier. I'm not going to count uh, Jordan Goldwire because he didn't to me didn't start getting PT until the tournament, mm-hmm. to the ACC tournament. So Jack White, Alex O'Connell, Marcus Bolden are your other contributors. Now right now, last time I checked that poll, I believe it was like 63 37 in favor of the 2019 team. Which team would you take? 2015 Duke, 2019 Duke. I don't know. Um, I would probably take 2019 Duke. I would probably take this year's Duke team. Mm. Um, <clears throat> what? Wait, are, playing each other? Is that the question? Playing each other, against each other. So one game, these two teams facing off. I mean, who's going to guard Zion? That's Just, a great question. Justice Winslow. <laughs> Winslow, hey, hey, hey he so, can play some defense. Uh, he can he, play some defense. He was a little, he was a little, kind of, he kind of told that line with dirty. He was, you know, <laughs> he was yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? Uh, that twenty Justice Winslow is kind of like Nasir Little for Carolina. Like mm-hmm. he's gonna, he's athletic enough to stay in front of Zion. He's not strong enough. No, not at all. No one at the college level right now. Is strong enough to compete co- compete with Zion um, when he gets on the block. Admiral Schofield is strong enough so, to compete with Zion. This is the Williamson. thing that pissed me off. I wanted Tennessee. <laughs> that dude, that's like Rico Gathers down there, bro. He's like beast, I'm bro. dead serious. I Rico wanted, Gathers was that dude. I, I think Grant can too. Yeah, yeah I think Grant I can. wanted Tennessee in Duke's region just so I could watch. Grant and Admiral try to contain Zion on the block. Like, because again, like you said, that guy, Admiral is, he's not as fast, Mm-mm. but he's as strong as him. And that would have been a fun challenge on the block yeah. to watch that happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? As I was thinking about this, I had the 20, I was going to pick the 2015 team. Then I remember that team flopped their way to a title. And I just can't respect a team that was willing to, you know, 
uh, be as soft as to flop as much as they did. <laughs> so even though I think that 2015 team is better, uh, I'm going to go with the 2019 team because I have pride. And, and, I have- and like I said, um, if you do put Justice on Zion or if you do put, you know, R.J. Barrett's a whole other monster, you know? Now, mind you, he does shoot himself out of some games, but I think he shot 48% from the field even though he's shooting 20-something times a game. Yeah. Yeah, RJ, he 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 is a man. He he'll jack a shot up in a minute. I fellas, I'm I'm going with 2015. I really really like that team. A one, I know you said they flopped oh, to a championship, and it, but in a championship game they flop, and it was the flopping that they would do on both sides. Not only did they flop on defense, but, but remember when the the exaggerated head motion was the thing where you drive to the rim and you give that jerk mm-hmm. as if you were gotten shot and. Tyus Jones got so many calls yeah. off of flopping, and it just frustrated my soul to watch them play. I get it. Under twenty fifteen is the better team. Yeah, they. I think they're the better team overall. They're the better team. I mean, you know, uh, Jaleel was a man among boys, just like Zion is. You know, uh, this year, but uh, Justice was a great defender, long, athletic wing. Like you said, he really couldn't shoot, but um, man, could get to the basket, get get you a bucket. Uh, Tyus is a way better shooter than Trey. And Tyus, I mean, was clutch. You know, at Virginia that yeah, year, true. he hit that big three. He hit a big three uh, against Wisconsin at Wisconsin, I think, at Wisconsin that year when they played him early in the year uh, during that ACC Big Ten Challenge. Um, and uh, and Grayson, I mean, off the bench, man. I mean, kid came out of nowhere. What nineteen in the championship game? I think. Yeah. Athletic. Yep. So I, it's it's hard to you know all those guys. Those guys were really solid coming in uh, coming into Duke and that year. So I'm going with that team. God, man, Zion would have killed Okafor on the block, and Okafor is two seventy, and it, <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't have been fair. But yeah, man. So we're gonna do picks, or we gonna chill? Yeah, let's do let's do picks, and we'll close it out. We'll close it out. <clears throat> well, I mean, since you brought it up, we'll start with you. All right, my final four is Tennessee, North Carolina, Gonzaga, and Duke. So I got the three number ones. In Tennessee, I got Duke in Tennessee in the national championship, and I got Duke winning the national championship. So, um, outside of that, upset wise, we kind of already talked about it. My twelve five would be Murray State over Marquette. Um, one to watch, I think, on the thirteen four line. You've already mentioned K State losing if Wade's not there, um, but I also think that. Um, Northeastern could come up and and I'm not I need I need to check them out man like listen if they got a couple uh, Ali Farouk Maneshes right they they might be sitting with a good spades hand right now man they might have a big and little joker and then okay, you don't know what's about to hit them um but uh but yeah you know I got that I don't see and there, and there always is some kind of crazy crazy upset um. If I had to go outside of all of that, I would say one of my crazy upsets would be Wofford over Kentucky in the second round. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, so that would – I don't see anything like 15-2, you know, this year. Um, I think the top eight teams are almost like all one seeds, really. Uh, But, yeah, if I've seen a big, big upset, I could see that where I could see Syracuse knocking Gonzaga out in a a, a second round. Man, Mm. Syracuse, they they can't shoot. 
And like the thing when I've watched Syracuse play, like that zone, bro. When you come in, when you come see that zone for yeah, the first time, yeah, that's the thing when you don't see that zone. And you ain't man. never seen it all. You you've been playing St. Mary's and St. Luke's and and Menorah Medical Center <laughs> and, 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 and KU. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, bro. Like, that, that that zone. That's no man, joke. stop being a coward, Bayhan. Man up. <laughs> play some deep. All them athletes, man up, check ball, get your man. When I was in high school, if I knew we were playing a team with zone, I literally would just say, I don't want to make the trip. Like, y'all play them. Like, I hate playing against a zone. I, I love it. Really? Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's you know, you look at it's uh, an opportunity to get more offensive rebounds. I was a guard that crashed. Oh, know, yeah. I, I was, a, you know, I was a uh, – I shot better than Rondo, but – um, I, I was I streaky a, too, but I didn't crash because I, I rolled so many ankles. I love crashing, bro. Because <laughs> I, I mean, get, giving our team a second chance, and and so Syracuse. I love Jim Beheim, but I I never see how his guys' game translate to the NBA. I mean, we we know Melo don't play D, right? With Syracuse, you know. <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, I, my my final four. I got um, uh, Duke. I got Florida State coming out the West, fellas. Oh yeah, Florida State. I I, I love Leonard Hamilton. He's a he's a great coach. Um, they uh, Florida State is a long athletic team. I had to see what seat they were. Okay, yeah, continue, yeah. continue. They got Terrence Mann. I like CJ uh, CJ Walker. Um, I, they got they have some really good players and they're deep. They're deep too. So uh, they play good defense. I, I can see them. Uh, I know Duke dominated them, but uh, I can see them coming out of that region. I you know I don't see I see Gonzaga getting upset. Um, just looking down at, I don't see a team that can really, really beat Florida State. So I got, I got a Duke, Florida State uh, coming out of the South. Out, I'm, I'm rocking with Wars team, Tennessee. I, I, I want to see the Volunteers, man. I want to see them go to the Final Four. I think uh, losing to Auburn. I was talking to Ward earlier. I, I told him losing to Auburn really uh, helped them. You know, in, in my opinion, you know, they got that 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 bad taste in their mouth. You know, from the uh, SEC uh, championship after playing such a great game against a, a Kentucky team that was motivated to beat them. So um, I got Tennessee coming out of the South and out of the Midwest. Man, um, fellas, I'm, I'm going to take a shot in the dark on this, but I got Houston. Mm. That's, not, that's a sleeper pick. That's I got, a sleeper I got, pick. I got, I got Houston, man. Uh, I, I really like what I see with Houston. I mean, they have some, some senior guards that can really ball. That Davis kid, man, he can really hoop, bro. He can really hoop. I, I like um, – I really like Houston coming out of the Midwest. So that's that's my final four. Cool, cool. Houston plays really good defense. They do. Um, really, really good defense. Hard to score against those guys. So that's – I mean, if during this time of the year, when I play intramurals, the one thing I, I always tell our squad, like offense comes and goes. Defense is every possession, every week. You can't slack up on mm-hmm. defense. Um, I'm going to take – I mean, my final four is the same as Wards. I got Duke, Gonzaga – Tennessee and North Carolina. Um, Duke is going. I'm. I'm. I just don't see any 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 challenges for them in their in their bracket. I think when you look at when he gets to that point in that Final Four, they look at the road. You're going to see they haven't been tested. Like they're going to win each game by seven, an average of 17 points, or something crazy like that. Um, I think Buffalo can make a run. They're a six seed in the West. I think Buffalo could be that team we look at and go, wow. Like we knew they were good, we just didn't know they were that good. Um, and I, I wanted to take Michigan. I just don't think offensively, Michigan, if they were to get past Buffalo and meet Gonzaga, I don't think they're going to have enough offense to make it work. Um, I just 
some a John Beeline is a really good coach. He like he mm-hmm. doesn't get a bunch of you know high five star guys, but he makes it work with the talent he gets. Yeah. Um, I don't trust Virginia, and not because they lost to UMBC last year. Offensively, when you play as slow as they do, um, if you don't throttle every team defensively, and they do it to most people, mm-hmm. but if a game gets in the 60s and the 70s, I know offensively they've been better this year. I just don't know if it's going to be enough if they get into a. I'll tell you what, man, game. that Kyle guy, he could shoot he that can thing. Shoot. But here's the thing, though. I, I think a team like Tennessee is kryptonite for them because, like, they don't. I, they don't. DeAndre Hunter is probably the closest thing to. They have Jack Salt. Who's a true seven footer, mm-hmm. but like they really run a lot of smaller, smaller lineups, and they use Jack Salt. And they have another kid they started playing recently who can actually pick and pop and shoot threes, but they normally like to go smaller. And Tennessee's going to be able to switch. They love to run these sets where they get Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome running through multiple screens, mm-hmm. elevator screens, that makes it hard for you to close out on, and then they start penetrating from there. I feel like Tennessee can switch on all those screens. Mm-hmm. If they're chasing the guy around and they realize they're not going to get through the screen, hey, switch. And now they switch and they can still, if they try to put DeAndre, you know, if Grant is on DeAndre mm-hmm. Hunter and they end, and it's now at Schofield, you know, or Lamonte ends up on it for like a possession, I think they can get away with that and still be able to beat Virginia. So, yep. uh, I got Carolina Duke part four and I'm taking Carolina again. I mm-hmm. think Carolina's going to be motivated if they, to get that. I think their mode. I, I, Roy said something to the effect of, "We've been taught we want to respect everybody, but fear no one." And I don't think I've ever heard Roy give a quote like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this team has something they want to prove. Um, I think they probably felt a little bit disrespected about all this year about how they're not as good as Duke. You didn't those those wins don't count. I think they want to make a point. I think Duke gets there again. I think Carolina finishes the job. Mm. Now, number one important question is. If Tennessee plays North Carolina in the Final Four, are we going to Minneapolis? <laughs> man, you know we, them tickets not made for for folks like us, man. <laughs> them tickets not priced for our for our kind. Ted you Ward takes some more battles. He's <laughs> <laughs> been trying to get me to take less battles. I, man, don't get me don't get me started by him going to you know Waxahachie, Mississippi, uh, or Oklahoma to go take on some no name. Don't get me started. <laughs> I told him paying for this wedding, man. <laughs> but yeah, I'll battle my. Fiance, yeah, I hear you, bro. <laughs> yo, but let us know what you think, man. Who y'all got going to the final four? What are your sleeper picks? Hit us up at Brains and Bars on Twitter and Facebook to let us know what you think. Uh, coming up next, we got another joint from Rated M, the final album from the homie, the humble one, B. Harris. This next joint, I'm gonna go to one of my favorite joints on here. I'm gonna go to Credits. Credits was my jam, so we're gonna go to that. You're listening to It's a Black and White Thing with A1, A Ward, and the homie CJ here, special guest in the building. Let's get it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the end credits. <laughs> bike check, bike check, man. I'm just being silly, man. Just having fun. But uh, we're about to rap real quick. So check it out. Look. It's time to wrap it up. Grab your bags, homie, and pack it up. For those who know me, they knowingly know I've rapped enough. I've had enough, I've been rapping from such a young age. Time for another chapter, yeah, it's time to turn the page. I take it back, now I'm trying to write a whole nother book. Look, can I be honest, I'm overwriting verses and hooks. Got other talents that I'm ready to explore. What's in store? I don't know. I just want to follow the Lord all aboard. Kind of bored. That's why I resorted to moving on without a question, I'm sure It's been a long time coming and ain't the closing of doors He's opening more stoke 
for what they opening towards a border lot in this Money spent, cried a bit With some accomplishments and even more compliments But the greatest accomplishment is lives that it touched I wouldn't trade it for nothing, glad for the time that it was Let's go, hey let me give a few shout outs real quick Shout out to D. Jones, he produced that banger called Changes yeah, so that's the homie B. Harris from his final project entitled Credits. As you can tell, that's the one of the final songs on the album. Rated M, you can go cop that on all digital outlets for purchasing. Then once you buy it, go stream it. You know what I'm saying? Support your support your artists local, locally, nationwide. Um, so this is it's a black and white thing with A1, A Ward, and the homie CJ, special guest in the building tonight. So let's talk NFL free agency. Um, you know, I think you were getting ready to go out of town, maybe. When uh, I forget why we didn't do it last week. I think it schedules we couldn't link up, but mm-hmm. um, you know, free agency kicked off last week. Wild, wild. The NFL tried to be like the NBA a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That normally their off seasons are pretty tame, pretty boring, nothing crazy. Now nah, people getting traded out here. You know. Um, teams making moves. I mean, let's. I think let's let's start with the biggest. Well, to me, what I felt was the biggest story was the Cleveland Browns. You know, they they're no longer the 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 what is it the fact sat factory of sadness. I think is what they the call mistake themselves. by the lake. Yeah, that too, that too. But um, they are going from laughing stock. They went from what does that saying go? They went from from nothings to prime kings, like kind of overnight, you know? So they are, they're here now. They get Odell Beckham Jr. in the trade from the are New York Are they Giants. here now? Yeah, bro. On paper, they look good, man. Uh-huh. They won seven games last year. And and they were like a, a field goal or two away from nine games. They probably should have been a playoff team last mm-hmm. year. I mean, they got robbed in the game against, I think, the Saints. They got robbed. I think it was a penalty. No, Oakland. A bad spot cost them that game. The kicker cost them the Saints game. The kicker cost them the the first Steelers game. That's ten wins right there, just okay. by getting that. So I mean, you know. So let me ask you this: Did they get a kicker? <laughs> <laughs> I think they got that's it. The they, real question. That's, that's I think they got it. They signed. Uh, they 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 picked up at a uh, midseason after they cut the first guy. I think that's their guy now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, you know, they here now, man. You know, they got Odell. Like they I got Odell Landry and Callaway, which I think Callaway will have a a much better sophomore year. Well, I mean, he's going to eat now because now I mean, no, no oh, disrespect to Jarvis Landry, but Jarvis Landry is not like I call Odell um, a job creator because he got he got his offensive coordinator the job. Now, granted, he got fired after. Um, can't think of the guy's name now, but he the coordinator under Coughlin got hired because of Odell. Um, you can pretty much say his ability to be on the field is what kept, was what kept Eli employed, mm-hmm. um, and now he gets to go play. With- they said we lost our we lost our best quarterback. The Giants, <laughs> the Giants lost their their best. Their I mean, best, you know, number one passing. Yeah. Uh, what two for two, two touchdowns? That's a perfect passer rating <laughs> right there. Rating, right. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I I don't understand <clears throat> what Dave Gettleman and the Giants are doing. Um, I don't. Maybe they're banking on just being from New York and attracting somebody. In, I don't know. Maybe maybe they have some kind of plan of trading up in the draft. What I mean, what can you do at this point? You know, like your 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 fan base is completely disengaged, right? Like you're they're not like I think. First off, New York sports in general, like the Knicks, the Giants, the the Jets got a little bit more 
Um, the Jets. We're picking up Le'Veon. Yeah. But, and I mean, defensively, they got C.J. Mosley from uh, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Great pickup. You know? So, I mean, I don't, I'm not sold on Adam Gase as a head coach, but, I mean, defensively, they've made some additions. <laughs> Who was is Adam Gase? Yeah, is he the head coach that sat down at that uh the press conference and his eye looked like he was on coke, <laughs> like he was like he was on a coke high. <laughs> or he maybe just down. took he just took an X pill or something like. <laughs> Listen, when he sat down, his eyeballs looked like he just came from one of them tests, you know, where they dilate like your, your pupils <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> he was like, I said, what Man. is going on? Yeah, I'm not sold on him either. Uh, he left. He just left the Dolphins, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and his his number one quarterback got traded for a, a Charizard um, <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a rare Pikachu. That's what they got. Ryan Tannehill got. <laughs> That's Hilarious. what the Dolphins got for him. Um, but yeah, man, like, like you said, free. And, and, and what's wild about it is it's still going on, man. Uh, CJ, are you a Cowboys fan? Die hard. Okay, that's what I thought. Die I thought hard. you was a die, uh, you know, they picked up Randall Cobb today. Yeah, good I pickup. love that pickup. Mm-hmm. Cooper and Cobb, that'll mm-hmm. be nice. Yeah. Um, I know Eric Berry met with them. I don't know how much of an impact he'll have on football going forward if he can't recover, but he met with the Cowboys today. Um, and then obviously we got what Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. we got Haskins, we got uh, Drew Locke, we got uh, I think a few quarterbacks that can make. Uh, a name for themselves in the yeah. NFL in the next year or so. Listen, listen. Drew Locke can sling that thing. You listen. After Kyler Murray, I'm going to be nice and throw Haskins in there. I'm going to be nice and throw Drew Locke in there. These quarterbacks are the women you see in the club that will go from fours to like sixes or sevens after you've had a couple of drinks. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> like, keep it a buck. Like, if you out here taking Daniel Jones in the first round, bro, you have basically convinced yourself Is that, that Duke's quarterback? Yes. And that and that's the rumor in New yeah. York that Daniel Jones at 17, the pick they got for the Browns, that, hey, that might be their guy. <laughs> and it's just like, what are we doing? Hey, like, man. do we not remember the Christian Ponder draft, the, 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 yeah. the, the uh, Jake Locker the EJ, do you not remember what we did when we started upgrading these quarterbacks who had no business going in the first round? Because you have to have a quarterback. Like, bro, like, chill out. This ain't the year, bro. Wait for Tua. Wait for uh, mm-hmm. Jake Fromm if yeah. he comes out. Wait, you know, mm-hmm. wait two Eason. years for Trevor Lawrence if you got to. Yeah, that quarterback from Oregon, that Justin. Uh, he, Justin he, Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, yeah man, yeah. Like, like, don't mm-hmm. talk yourself into these quarterbacks because now you feel like you have to. Yeah. To have a QB, mm-hmm. like like for real, you know. I mean, uh, they're tripping out here. Like, and that at first it was Dwayne Haskins, then Dwayne. What cracked me up is the, some of the intel from New York was that they don't want Dwayne Haskins because he's too immobile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eli Manning is the least <laughs> mobile quarterback in the NFL. I was <laughs> like, wait, excuse me, that's what? not Tom Brady. Like what? What? When has when has uh, mobility from your quarterback mattered for the last fifteen years? <laughs> Like, what are we doing? They just got a bad taste in their mouth from having Geno Smith back up Eli for the last. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Speaking of Dwayne Haskins, though, you know, I know the Giants looking at him. I I see another um, Cardell Jones. You think he's? I, I think I, I see another. I just see. I see another. I one. don't know, man. I, I like see another. Cardell a big, didn't big throw quarterback. For fifty touchdowns, though. Yeah, but if you know, if you if you gave him some time like Dwayne had, I think he he could have did the same thing. You know. Cardell, he just got hot. He struck his match, got hot. Draft stock went up. Didn't do that great the next year, but I just I see the same quarterback. 
Same quarterback. When did uh, Cordell Jones get drafted? He went like fourth, third or fourth round, maybe fifth round of Buffalo. Um, he sat on the bench there, then he went to uh, L.A. Because Let me tell you how terrible Cardell Jones is. I can already tell you. You said he sat on the bench at Buffalo. <laughs> and there was a guy by the name of Nathan Peterman <laughs> that didn't sit on the bench at Buffalo. Yeah, but that was a different regime at that point. Okay, I'm different like, regime. Yo. So because Anthony Lynn was the uh, offensive coordinator in Buffalo, so when he went to L.A., San Diego then becomes L.A., Cardell went out there for a couple of years, but he never, you know, he never ascended beyond that third, that third quarterback on the depth chart. Mm. Um, but now, nah, man, like I don't, I don't understand what the Giants are doing. I don't understand what their plan is going forward. Um, Dave Gettleman is out here basically kind of like, like Diddy all up in the videos. You know what I'm saying? It's claiming he he's he he came out today and said he definitively won the trade with the Browns, which I'm just like, uh. You traded a you traded a wide receiver whose numbers are comparable to Jerry Rice's. Mm. We ain't say Randy Moss. We ain't say T.O. We ain't say Michael Irvin. We said the greatest wide receiver of all time. Mm. And that's with him. I get it. He's missed, uh, I think, out of the last 32 games, he's missed half of them, right? He's only played 16 uh, out of the last 32 games. Um, but... He even with that, even with him missing all those games, that's who we're talking about. His comp in terms of production, no, bro, no. What? It, no, don't tell me you you won this trade when you gave away a generational talent, and you right. don't know if another generational talent is walking through the door. Right. You know. Well, they, Saquon is, a, I believe, a generational talent. <clears throat> I believe he will be one, but he's not OBJ. So you're right. And let me say one other thing too. I need people to stop throwing. So stop telling me that football is a team sport. But yet, you always want to make it about individuals. So the one thing I've seen in the wake of the Antonio Brown trade, let's get into that. In the wake of the Antonio Brown trade, in the wake of the OBJ trade is, well, the Giants didn't make the playoffs with OBJ anyway. So it's mm-hmm. not like he mattered that much. Or, you know, they the Steelers never won a, a Super Bowl with Antonio Brown. So it's not like he mattered. Is your team better with that guy on it or not? Because if your team is made better by having Antonio Brown on it, he matters. Mm-hmm. If your team is is made better by having Odell, he ma- like stop that. Like you can't tell me it's a team sport and then try to diminish the value of someone just because you want to try to prove a point. Mm-hmm. Um, so Antonio Brown, um, I think we said on the show. I said I wouldn't want him on my team, especially why he had that that mustache. Um, <laughs> that mustache was was outrageous. <laughs> um, but you know the Raiders, they get Antonio Brown. Um, you know, they gave up one of their first round picks for him. Think that uh that was think that no, actually I think that was their seventeenth pick they gave up um to the Steelers to get him. I mean, what are your thoughts on the Raiders getting Odell? Are you gonna get this chance to see him twice a year? I mean A B, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, A <clears throat> B, my bad. Uh man, I don't know what to think. Um we call him A B the GOAT for a reason, right? Like I mean, I mean fantasy production, yeah. Fantasy production wise. Um, he's obviously a top seven wide receiver in the NFL currently and has been a top probably three or four receiver in the NFL over the last 10, eight years. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but once you get to a place like Oakland that is known for losing and you're going from a place like 
Pittsburgh that is just known for winning. Like these organiz- organizations, like and them just being known for losing. You know, like it could take a toll on a superstar like that. You know, it's not the same when we come to work every day. We expect to go out there and beat the Steelers and win. It's when we come to work every day. We hope Derek Carr's. You know, yeah. and we hope. You know, and oh, by the way, who's running back this year? I don't think. I don't know if Marshawn's gonna be back. Yeah. Richard was there, but Dwayne I don't know. Washington. Yeah, you know, like it's just a whole. It's the whole other side of you know of of the world. It's a whole. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just uh, I I don't know that I see him making as much of a difference as Odell Beckham makes on the Browns, mm-hmm. especially in the tough AFC West. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> yeah. So I, I mean, I do, however. Love the move from John Gruden. Mm-hmm. Why? Because, like, listen, we were at the point to where we're like, you just gave this man $70 million guaranteed for, like, 10 years, and he has done nothing but let Khalil Mack go. Mm-hmm. Let You know, so he had to turn around and do something wild, you See, know? But that's why I don't get it. Like, I feel like the Raiders were rebuilding, and they decided They still to, got like eight picks in the first three rounds. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like like if you're rehabbing a house, I feel like they were like, yo, we're going to tear this house apart. We're tearing this house apart. In the middle of it, they just went, nah, maybe we shouldn't tear it all the way apart. Maybe we can, little tweak in here and there. Maybe we don't need a new kitchen. Yeah. Right? Maybe we just need to put in some tile. And it's like, but at the, at, the, at the same time, the sink's gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like you don't you don't throw out the refrigerator. You about to get a new. It's just like, no, wait. What are you are you remod? Are you rebuilding? Or are you trying to reload? Because mm-hmm. they they were a playoff team two years or three years ago. Now they missed the playoffs the last two years, um, and all of a sudden now like you get a, a- B who's in his th- going to be thirty pretty if he's not in his thirties right around that point. And it's just like, but you gave away a, a franchise defensive end and a good wide receiver, not a great wide receiver. But at least a good one. Had he had they kept at least Amari Cooper, right? And you got Amari Cooper on one side and Antonio Brown on the other. Amari Cooper becomes goes from good to at least really good because now coverage is going to be rolled over to to Antonio's side. Mm-hmm. It's just like I don't I don't quite understand what their goals are. Are you trying to to tear it all down or are you trying to be great? Like it can't be both. So I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> y'all can let me know what y'all think. Go to at Brains and Bars. What are the Raiders doing? What are the Giants doing? How you feel about the Cowboys? I wish we would have got Earl Thomas. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I really wish we would have brought Earl back home to Texas. But um, I, I do like the uh, the Randall Cobb pickup, especially after we lost Beads. Um, I like that. We need we need a another good solid receiver on the other side of Amari. Um, but I think we need to make a little bit some more moves, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, if you're like me, you're okay not seeing Sean Lee on the field. We, well, we never see him anyway. He's always hurt. You know, <laughs> never see him anyway, bro. Hamstring, I, I actually knee. like the kid from Boise State that they drafted. Uh, oh, I think he's turned Dan out Ash. to be a – Him yeah. and Jalen Smith, like they're set. Yeah. They're set for the yeah. next Those three Those two dudes years. are kind of dynamic. I, li- hey, I like them. I like them. But secondary, that's – you know, we, we definitely need to make some moves in our secondary. I think we'll be all right. Man, speaking of Earl Thomas, you see that report? He was headed to Kansas City. Yeah. He was coming to Kansas, to Kansas City. City, and then the Ravens hit him with the Godfather offer, yeah. and he ended up in Baltimore. Yeah. Kansas City got Tyron. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I know, like Tyron. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm warming up to it, and I, I guess we'll close this segment kind of talking about the Chiefs since we're in Kansas City. Uh, their offseason has been a 
has caused a great bit of debate in our group in our group chats. Um, the two, um, I don't know what to call them. I don't want to call them apologists because I don't think that's fair to them. <laughs> but they have been very defensive of Brett Veach's moves. They agree. My whole argument with the Chiefs is you don't know what the future brings, so you need to go all you need to go all in at least for this year coming up. Um, now we were talking about the Raiders, and I don't know if they're trying to rebuild or reload. To me, the Chiefs on the defensive side of the ball should have tried to uh, do a little bit of both, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't get rid of you can let D Ford walk, keep Justin Houston, bring back Eric Berry. Um, you know, go get a, a cornerback in free agency and the draft. Get some ru- another rusher to go on the other side of of uh, Justin Houston, where you're kind of doing a little bit of both of reloading and rebuilding because the Patriots, to me, are the only team that has proven it doesn't matter what's going on around them. They're going to be playing for an AFC championship or a Super Bowl. Everyone else is just kind of they're here high up high one day and then the next day. They're down. Um, and so go all in this year. You got your offense pretty much in place. We'll close out on talking about that a little bit. But, you know, to me, I was like, do both. Rebuild and reload. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just like, nah, man, we need to just start all over. Yada, yada, yada. We got a new coordinator. Um, which I'm kind of, you know, I'm not being fair to their position. But, I mean, a what do you think? Because I know you kind of chimed in late on this argument <clears throat> about what the Chiefs should have done with their defense. Yeah, I think like I, like we talked about, like the time is now to win a Super Bowl. You're, you're one play away from playing in a Super Bowl, and I'll put it this way: the Chiefs beat the Rams mm-hmm. in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Only way the Chiefs don't. I mean, if the Saints and the Chiefs would have played in the Super Bowl, that'd have been a really good game. I think. I don't know that you know, but they would have. They would have. I think they would have. They would have smashed bad. the Rams. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you're one play away from winning a Super Bowl. And you're in a city and uh, organization that has not won a Super Bowl in going on fifty years. Uh, let's see, yeah, it'll be fifty years this year. It's like uh, when you're running a race, you know, like and you're and you're almost there. You like you you put your head forward and you pedal to the metal and and get the dub. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that they needed to. Like you said, I think the defensive coordinator change was the first step. I was like, all right, cool. Yep. You you recognize the problem. We, we, you recognize the problem. It wasn't hard to recognize, let's be honest. You recognize the problem. Okay, now what defensive back are y'all about to get? Uh, I'm waiting, 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 waiting. Oh, you cut him. Okay. Oh, you cut him. Mm-hmm. Right, you release him. Oh, okay. All right. You know, like, <laughs> like uh, at what point in time are you going to give me, you know, I think Rashad Breeland, the, the, the signing of him was good. Mm-hmm. I actually like the defensive lineman out of the New Orleans that they signed. I thought they paid him a little too much. Um and uh but outside of that like I, I you didn't upgrade enough for me to go into it saying like all right you 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 said this is the year we're going to go out here and if we lose the if we don't make it to the super bowl it's it's because of some you know coaching or something to that extent not because of personnel and that's my fear like i feel like the the chiefs are looking at this like i feel like they went into last season saying we got this guy who's essentially a rookie Let's see what we got, right? Now you saw that you got out-of-this-world talent mm-hmm. at QB. On Now on defense, like you said, you, with the worst defense in the league, one of the worst defenses in the league, awful coordinator, you're one play away from a Super Bowl. Right. 
you don't need to tear it down. But I feel like their attitude is, hey, we rebuild. We were re in this rebuilding mode on offense. We're set just about now. Let's start to rebuild on defense. And if it takes us two to three years to win that Super Bowl, I'm fine with that. And my thing is, is like, no, you can't. Again, you can't know. The Chiefs were incredibly healthy, at least skill position wise. Mahomes healthy, Hill healthy, Kelsey healthy. Um, granted, they lost Hunt, but the other running backs, Damian Williams, Darrell Williams, were good fill-ins for him. Um, defensively, they were banged up. Who's to say that that doesn't switch roles this year? Yeah. Then what? So that's, that's my thing. Um, and I want to close. Let's go ahead and close <laughs> this out so we can get to a little bit of NBA and MLB and get out of here. Tyreek Hill. Um, <sighs> you know, so first of all, so when the, when the news broke, the homie Marcus was like, oh, he's gone. And I'm like, Marcus, wait, no. I'm like, Marcus, you got to wait. You got to wait until we know more. You can't. He's like, no, he's gone. He's gone. If he, he broke the kid's arm, I said, Marcus, we don't know if he broke the kid's arm. Like, that's just being, they're saying that it involved, it, he's been in, being investigated and it involves his son. His arm got broken. I said, we don't know. I said, what if it was a mistake? Like, what if he was trying to, for example, you know, kid, listen. So I'm a quick little story time. As a probably six, seven, maybe eight-year-old kid, my mom was going to whoop me. The way I, from Louisiana, the way our house was set up, if you open up all the doors, you could run around the circle, right? So I'm getting away from my mom, and I open up all the doors, and I'm running around in a circle. It's an old house. It's a small house. So anytime she starts running, I can hear the footsteps. So I stay in the middle of the house. When I hear the footsteps come, I go the opposite. You know, I go. So we're running around. And I was content to do this until eternity as far as I was concerned. <laughs> what got me is about maybe the 10th lap around the house, my, my pinky toe hit the side of the couch. And if you ever seen Ricky Tiki Tavi, there's a scene in Ricky Tiki Tavi where the bird is pretending that their wing is broken. And so the snake, the, the King Cobra snake will try to come and get the bird. And that was me. I was trying to run, but I couldn't because my, my foot, it was too much pain in my toe. And my mom is now stalking me like Jason and I get the, one of the worst weapons I ever got in my life. So what if he was trying to discipline his son and something, and it was like an act, like he, not like he was ragdolling right. him and he broke <clears> his arm, but like he tried to catch him at the top of the stairs. The mm -hmm. kid pulled away, he falls down, he breaks his arm. Yeah. Right. Like that's not anyone's fault per se. And so, like, you know, this story comes out, and all of a sudden we start to imagine the worst. Then you see the the paperwork, and we don't know. His name is on one set of documents, not on the other. What does that mean? Oh, listen, in the in the information age, the Overland Park the Police Department in Johnson County are keeping this. Like, I don't know if they said, listen, if anything comes out, everybody fired. Because we have heard nothing. And everybody's calling about this, and there's like... Ain't nothing, ain't nothing to tell you right now. We'll tell you when we know more. We'll know when TMZ drops the video. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we'll see how that affects this team, man. I, For someone who has had, you know, obviously he put his hands on his girlfriend, who's still his, I think, I don't know if they're married, but they're still together. Um, they got him kicked out of school, and I would hope that he would have changed his life from that point, that he would not resort to violence against anyone in a way that would be harmful. So we'll follow this story. We'll see what happens, man. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to make of the story. It's, it's pretty wild. And it's like I said, it's pretty crazy that we haven't heard anything from that.
since then. And it just comes right on the heels of obviously, you know, Kareem Hunt and what happened last year. So um, everybody's just kind of extra sensitive to it, obviously. And Adrian Peterson, you know, with his, you know, whooping his kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a very, very hot button type, you know, type thing. And for it to be coupled, the idea of him to to abuse his child and uh, his fiance or girlfriend. Like, I understand Marcus's reaction of, yep, he's out of here. But I also do think with Kareem Hunt and like what the NFL gave eight games and he's on another team now. I think a lot of people in Kansas City, your mindset is like, you know, we could have kept him. You know, he could have been disciplined. He could have been suspended this year. You know, and so they might be a little bit more forgiving now. I don't know. Man, listen, I'll say this to close this out. You know, <clears throat> regarding Kareem Hunt, um, you know, me and the homie Cotton had a good back and forth about it. And I was like, you didn't have to release him. Um, you could have suspended him for the rest of the season, put him on a non-inactive list where he still got paid. And I said, this speaks to, I say this as a shame to our society. We do not value women, nor do we care about women mm-hmm. when it comes to issues of violence against them. Mm-hmm. Um, people would have been upset if they kept him on the team, even in a suspended, you know, you're away from the team, you can't play for us anymore. People would have been mad in the moment. But that segment of the football watching population, Chiefs population, that would have been upset, upset is so small it would not have affected ticket sales, would not have affected viewership, it would not have affected anything regarding the team. Everyone would have come back once he came back and started scoring touchdowns. Um, and so I say that to our shame, not as a, hey, I'm trying to win an argument type point. That's just where we are as a, as a society, and I don't know when that will change regarding violence towards women. So y'all let us know what y'all think, man. What what are your favorite moves from free agency, your least favorite moves from free agency? What the heck are the Giants doing? Hit us up at Brains and Bars on Facebook and Twitter. Last song, and we'll get into the OT, talk a little bit of basketball and, you know, a guy who just made an absurd amount of money. Um, listen to It's a Black and White Thing with A1, A-Ward, the homie CJ, guest, uh, guest, special guest host. Last song from Rated M from the homie B. Harris, the humble one. It's called Nice Day featuring BK, the Watchman. Cooking, smelling delicious. Wifey looking the same. Kids clean their room, now they chilling, playing the game. Something seems strange, but I keep it moving. Keep my feet to these strings, we pursuing. Took my last swig of OJ as I headed out. Kissed the wife and kids, hit the streets, headed south. Took it slow, the popo there be on your head and scalp. Made it to Burroughs and saw that one popo wild around. Yeah, and everything all great. We dropped the beat, I pulled around and pulled the one take Jake. I'm feeling myself. Feeling like I'm ready to fly. Now I'm back in traffic, bumping biggies, ready to die. With my focus on my family, like they Ramsey, let's go have some fun. Pick them up and then we hit the road like we was on the run. Made it home late and dropped the kids off to their rooms. And me and White, well, you can assume. Nice shoes, nice clothes, nice watch, nice Here on the black and white thing with A1, A Ward, and the homie CJ, special guest in the house tonight. That last joint was Nice Day 
featuring BK the Watchman from uh, the homie B. Harris's final album entitled Rated M. Go get that on all digital outlets. Buy it, then go stream it on another outlet. Anyway, uh, let's go into get into this OT, man. Let's close out the show. So we're going to start in the NBA. Um, just kind of a hodgepodge of things, man. When <clears throat> season's winding down, season's almost up. Uh, getting ready for the playoffs, man. And I don't know if you've looked at the East, um, but normally, like, the first – I feel like in the first round of the playoffs, normally a East team is always, like, on NBA TV. And I feel like the entire first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs will be on NBA TV mm-hmm. because there no LeBron on the East anymore and there are no intriguing matches. Spoiler alert, Miami Heat – Upset the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round of the NBA playoffs. On 2K. <laughs> Dwayne Wade coming off the bench dropping 25. Come on, man. man. Hold up, hold up. Let me let me show you what let me tell you what these matchups are gonna be in these leagues. <clears throat> let me get these standings up. Hold up, hold up. I'm in the wrong spot. I know it's Bucks Heat right now. Um I know the Pacers have dropped to third or fourth. So Bucks Heat right now, they got a game. The Heat have a game and a half lead on Orlando for the last spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Toronto and Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So, boy, doesn't that sound fun? Philly yeah. and Detroit. Mm. Philly and Detroit. A Joel and B Andre Drummond matchup. Yeah, that should I love be. It. Man, that ain't enough to carry. <laughs> no, bring no eyes to no television set. <laughs> now, if they could somehow rig this and have Philly and Indiana switch, and you get Indiana, Philly, and Boston for your first round matchup, mm. now we're talking. So it's Indiana, Boston. Right now, the three six is going to be Philly versus Detroit. Moppy, the four moppy five, up, moppy, moppy up. The four five is Indy versus Boston. Indiana mm. versus. Can you name three players on Indiana not named Victor Oladipo? Yeah, of course. Miles Turner. Um <laughs> I can I can I can name three. All right, uh, give me three. Give, give me three. three. I'll give you uh let's let's go with uh the the Holli- uh, Drew, um Drew Holiday little brother. Uh-huh. Um uh, that don't, I need a name though, CJ. <laughs> I need a name. Don't give me that's the point. Yeah, yeah, he talking right. well, about I'm, I'm go, let I'm me get with, CJ in there. Uh, CJ. Uh, uh, Va- Va- Vlad and Tr- Tunis, um Arvidas Sabonis uh Son. I mean that's this Still EJ. Name. All right, all right. I need names. All right, Miles Turner. I'm gonna go with Miles Turner, my Texas boy. I'm gonna go with Miles Turner. I'm gonna go with uh, Austin Ma- Crozier. <laughs> go back in the day, Rick Smith. Man, bro. Uh, I know, but I got names on the tip. Uh, Darren Collison. Uh-huh. Okay. And then I got um, uh, Darren Collison, Miles Turner. Man, I I don't know a couple guys on it. Uh, oh, and the, um, uh, my my dude from Texas, uh, Corey Joseph. Yeah. So, okay. I, and I know more, bro. This is on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> yeah, tip of my tongue. And, um, yeah. Uh, Aaron Holiday, I think is Aaron. his brother's name. I think it's Aaron Holiday. Demontis uh, Sabonis. Demontis. Yeah. Do they son. got um? Yeah, I, I said Valanciunas. Do they got uh, uh, Thompson uh from the Heat? Didn't he? Didn't he go to, to Indiana? What's the dude's name? Tyler? Uh, no, something. Tyler Johnson. Tyler no, he Johnson. Went, he yeah. went to Phoenix. Oh, he's at yeah, Phoenix. He Phoenix. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, bro. I'm like, I know he ain't with the Heat no more. No, I don't know he where went, he went. went yeah, yeah, he, he went, went to Phoenix in the trade. I thought that's in that boy to China. Um, nah, but I mean, like I said, these these rate these ratings in the East, like the the league as a whole, their ratings are down, and these Eastern playoffs are going to just send it through the floor. Like it, there are no compelling matchups unless till you get to the second round, and now you're talking about Boston versus Milwaukee. A Philly Toronto's uh, conference semifinal matchup. Now you're talking about okay, 
now we got something we can watch and, and, and get invested in. But So do you think any of those go seven? Uh, who? Those first round games? Man, look, you might as well just get a magic eight ball. I had no idea. I have no idea. I have not watched any Eastern Conference basketball. Like all the all the intriguing games that you want to watch and stay that up. That man, forward. Giannis dropped fifty two the other night. Mm-hmm. Hey, and but again, that's and a lost. matchup against against uh well not Toronto against uh Philly. Like that's a matchup you want to see. That's something you want to see. But it's not going to happen until yeah. the second round. Um, so it'll business will pick up for them then. But you know, me personally, my I've activated my playoff mode. To uh, quote LeBron James, you know, <laughs> um, I started staying up, watching, staying up late, watching basketball, you know, to get myself ready for the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. again, the West is where all the games are you going to watch. Right. Um, Golden State, um, Denver. The Spurs coming on strong right now. Yeah, they are man, Sean, well. I gotta find that stat, man. You see that stat about Pop? Like the like the amount of days they spent below five hundred over like the last fifteen years. It's like something less than a hundred. He's never not won fifty games, right? Nah. Uh, I don't know if it's never not and like the streak they've had of winning fifty is like something yeah. since Duncan got there. I That's think. crazy. Yeah, let me see if I can find that stat real quick. While I speak on that though, man, like it seems like the there's a, a section of the world and the media that have been waiting for LeBron James's downfall, uh-huh. and now that it's here, boy, I mean, Skip Bayless, I feel like like it's just popping champagne with every loss. Mm-hmm. Like if that's his Super Bowl every time they lose. And now, all of a sudden, all these anonymous execs are ripping LeBron. Uh, you got Barkley making jokes. Hey, LeBron, won't you come join me on the set for the first weekend of the playoffs and come? What What is he going to be doing? He ain't going to be doing nothing. Yeah. You know? Uh, and it's just like, yo, I have personally, I have not been a fan of the approach that LeBron James has taken this year with how him and Rich Paul have tried to conduct business and getting the, and the Anthony Davis trade pushed through and all that. But come on. This dude is still a great player. He's still top three in this league. If you don't say top three, still top five. Like, don't just start tap dancing on this man's grave, yo. Like, that just kind of makes me sad to see. It, I mean, a playoff to me, a, even a diminished LeBron in late in the Lakers not being in the playoffs is not something I want to see. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You I, you always want you always want to see those. You you want to see the Lakers in the playoffs. You want to see the Yankees in the playoffs. You want to see you know. Um, you don't want to see Alabama in the national championship, but you but you want to see you know those prime time um, those prime time teams you know because obviously the viewership obviously you know the rivalries um, and everything, but uh, but yeah they've just and and I luckily I say luckily I think they make the playoffs if they haven't been as so injury riddled. As they have been. You they know? were four seed when LeBron got hurt on Christmas. Yeah. And he missed 18 games. Yeah. And it just went, you know. And so, at least they have that to fall back on is that the injury bug just hit them. I know Ingram and Ball are both out for the season. LeBron mm-hmm. was out, yeah, almost 20 games. Um, I mean, you're talking Rondo about four, hurt. You're talking about yeah. 25% of the season, you know. Yep. Um, <laughs> 20 games in baseball is a different thing. 20 games in basketball is not, <laughs> you know. Right. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's just uh, that's tough. And I've never been a LeBron fan no i mean uh, fanatic uh um i didn't like him at first then i started to like him then i kind of didn't like him again i don't know it just depends on the year um but uh but he's also one of those guys who literally has never been in trouble Mm -hmm. he's still with his high school sweetheart Mm -hmm. he's i mean he does everything you know right like he's you know he's he makes every so I it's tough for me to even root against him as a human being because 
of knowing what kind of person he is, and you hate that. I saw the picture of the guy that blocked him uh, for the Knicks, you know, and you pointing. and you see and yeah, and you see like LeBron like basically tebowing, yeah. like you know, <laughs> right, with his right. head down, and like, the yeah. Knicks guy. I'm just like, are you serious right now? <laughs> like, come on, man. But yeah, it's a that's a tough that's a tough thing. But um, who's your dark horse pick to win the NBA Finals? I mean, there is no dark horse. There's Thanos. There, there, there is no, there is no, no Captain Marvel. There is no Thor. No, there's Thanos. Uh, so it's the Warriors. I think the more interesting thing, who, you, who do you think comes out of the East? Because you got, you have three teams. Philly, Philly's bench is is null and void. Like, we could probably play for them coming off the bench. But their starting five is probably the best starting five in the league. Yeah. Or it is comparable with the Warriors. Yeah. i put it that way. Um, Kawhi in Toronto, great. And then, uh, you know, your MVP, Giannis. So oh, so you don't think Boston has a chance? Nah, too dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Mm. Too dysfunctional. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Toronto is my pick. I like Kawhi. I mean, they didn't lose anything except got a better player than DeMar. You know, and somebody who plays both, both sides of the ball very well. You got a lot of long, athletic guys. I mean, Toronto's young. And I think by going out and, you know, tr- trading uh, for Marcus Gasol was a great, you know, I think that was a great thing for the organization. So mm-hmm. I, I, I really believe Toronto is going to come out of the East, man. I, I think Kawhi is that, that, that piece that they have been missing that's going to get them over the top. Uh, there's no more LeBronto on the East side. I'm a big LeBron fan, LeBron by the way. But, yeah, no more, no more <laughs> LeBronto. No more LeBronto. And so they don't have the – you know the big bad wolf in the East to worry about. So Toronto, I I, I believe they win the East. Um, <clears throat> I guess the bigger question is: Do the Rockets have what it takes to upset the Warriors? No. So before we get there, did you major pick right? I think the Seventy Sixers. My bad. I, I got the Seventy Sixers. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. I'm taking Seventy Sixers. I think that starting five gets them to the finals. Um, if everybody stays healthy, um, I think they got enough to deal with Toronto, overwhelm them, and I think the same thing for uh the Bucks. Um, no, I agree. Like beating them seven. Beating I mean, them, they were so close last year, and Chris Paul's hurt. Nah, beating them four times in seven games, man, is currently constructed. It's just not possible. It's not possible because even when you think you got them, Clay's going to say, like for real, Clay has been like the underrated, like hero of this team. Twenty sixteen against the OKC against the Thunder, he goes off in Game Six. Um, and then last season against the Warriors, he goes off. I think in another game six, he goes off and helps them win the championship. So, um, you know, nah, I think it's the Warriors title to lose. I don't see – I had hope. I had faith in OKC, but they are, are are falling apart down the stretch. Paul George's shoulder, I think he's not right, and I don't think he's going to get right into the offseason. So, um, I think they, to me, they were the team that was going to challenge him. Hmm. And now that he's kind of banged up, it's not going to happen for him. It's um, it's hard seeing them losing in seven, man. You you, I mean, five All Stars beating them in seven games with a solid bench. It's hard seeing them losing in seven games. Denver, Houston, San Antonio. I think Denver frauds. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Like, I don't think Den- I think Denver gets swept in the second round. Mm. Wow. Nah, man, they're not losing to Oklahoma City or I think like the Spurs. I think that's how that matchup would look right now <laughs> in the second round. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe in Denver at all. All right, man. So let's close out the show. We're gonna talk a little bit of baseball. Y'all not gonna be able to hear this really good, but I'm gonna play it. You, it'll come across well in the podcast. But 
Um, I'm going to start off by saying, listen to me now, believe me later on, or I'll let Lil Boosie's daughter do the talking for me. Told y'all niggas, I told y'all niggas, y'all thought I was free, but I told y'all Yo, I tried to tell you, I've been saying for years that we're going to, before, in the next 20 years, we will have a baseball player making half a billion dollars. I'm like 15 years ahead of schedule right now because Mike Trout just got 12 years, $430 million. Listen, when that notification came across my phone, I sat in my office and I said, 430, I said it three times. $430 $430 million? Are you kidding? To swing a bat and to stand in the outfield mm-hmm. and swap flies for nine innings and occasionally make the highlight catches and be amazing. Like, I get that. Mike Trout is putting, I mean, you hear, when you hear baseball nerds talk about this, they go on and on about how Mike Trout is is like the, the Babe Ruth of our lifetime. He's the greatest at everything, the greatest war, the greatest, you know, OPS, batting app, everything. He's great at everything. And he's already a first ballot Hall of Famer at like 27. But 430? Like, like I think I heard somebody say, when you're talking about that kind of money, you're talking about GDPs. Like Mike Trout could probably buy a third world country once he's made, once he's totaled up all his bread. Like that is crazy. That's two hundred and twenty thousand dollars a game. That's crazy, bro. Wow. All right, if I did my correct, my calculations correct. Twelve years at one hundred and sixty-two games. I think it's almost two thousand games. Divide that by basically four hundred, a little over four hundred million. You said that's a hundred. Can you imagine what your what your what your check stub look like? Two hundred thousand a game. Like how do, how does how does that get direct deposited? That's crazy. Like no, like seriously, like how does that get that? How does that get direct deposited? Like twenty five thousand an inning. <laughs> <laughs> like he could buy one of us for like an inning. Like hey, come take this at bat for me. I don't feel like going to where hey, you got twenty five thousand right now. Cool, <laughs> bet. Like that's crazy, man. Like I just, I just don't, I don't understand. Like, would how- you get hit by a pitch from Randy Johnson? Yes. In his prime for yes. $25,000. Yes. You would take that fastball? Yes. I would too. Absolutely. For 25 Gs, you yeah. ain't got to. Listen. Wait, wait. Not in the head, though. Not in the head. Wait, wait. Because I, yeah. I can't be brain dead after this. You can hit me any anywhere like, below the shoulder. neck. Below the neck. You you got me. All right. It's totally off topic, but would you let Mike Tyson hit you below the no. neck? No. No, sir. For 25 For no, nothing. For not For a billion. I, I, Mike Tyson hey, cannot hey, hit me. And I seen a video of him doing a combination at 52. I still wouldn't let Mike Tyson hit bro, me, bro. I had a dude at the barbershop tell me that he could beat Mike He could beat Mike Tyson in a boxing match. This is before the video came out. He said he could beat Mike Tyson in a boxing match. That sounds like a barbershop comment. Yeah. Bro, yeah. we looked at him like he he was like, he done got old. He done got slow. He ain't got the same reflexes. I saw that video. I said, "Man, that man, because yeah. I gotta have some dignity." Yeah. Like Mike Tyson gonna hit me, and I'm going to weep. <laughs> you gonna I'm, weep if Randy Johnson, 105 mile an hour fastball catch you? I'm, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna go down. Yeah, bro, it's gonna bring a girl. It ain't gonna bring no manly grunt out of you, B. Yeah. It's not gonna bring <laughs> no a hundred miles an hour. It's not gonna bring a manly grunt out of you, B. It's gonna bring a. It's gonna bring a. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, you're gonna cry. Oh, if if uh, Tyson hits no, me, no, no, if you get hit by Orton, uh, I mean, I might a tear. No, no, a tear's gonna well up. 
You gonna see me well up. You're not gonna see me ball like if Tyson hit, if Tyson hit me, yeah. I am crying. Yeah, Tyson, that's that that, that win. You're not crying. Yeah, that that win from from that combination, I could feel it through the watching the Instagram video, bro. Yeah, yeah that's, man. that's crazy. But yo, man, we about to get out of here because we've been recording for like three hours. Yeah, this is actually the next three episodes all in one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like we're like over an hour and thirty minutes yeah. looking at it now. So hey, we're like an hour four. Hey one, hey Wood, I appreciate you you guys having me on the show, man. I enjoyed it. I, yes, sir. I one more it. time, man. Where can people find you? Uh, you guys can find me. Um, I, I'm on. I'm on uh, YouTube. Uh, CJ Lucky. Um, you can find me on Instagram. CJ Lucky Dope. CJ L U C K E Y. D-O-P-E uh, Twitter's the same handle uh, Facebook um, And again Snapchat CJ Lucky Snaps uh, CJ Lucky.com Or CJ Lucky Caps.com And um, and I appreciate y'all man uh, Stay in touch with me Again A Ward A1 B Harris I appreciate y'all man Much love to y'all Yes sir Yes sir It was great having you here with us Please remember Go to Spotify Amazon Google Play iTunes so look up the homie B. Harris. The album's called Rated M. Go pick that up. Go buy it. Then go stream it. Check out his uh, YouTube page, Puss and Boots Gaming, Pastor Boots in the building. It's I think it's basically just exchange the fives for uh, the S's for fives. You'll find Puss and Boots Gaming. Um, he does a bunch of scary stuff. It's actually very fun. I started watching them here lately, and like it's crazy how you kind of get caught up watching those. Like you watch one, and then next thing you know, you watch at least five of them back to back. But anyway, check him out, support him there. As always, you can go to the show. Um, you can go find the show, find us on Amazon, not Amazon. Sorry, I'm gonna say Amazon so many times it's stuck in my head. Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Castbox, Google Play Music, Entertainment.net. You can find us there. Go search, search us on Facebook and you, YouTube, Facebook and iTunes at Brains and Bars. It's all letters at Brains and Bars. Follow the show. Hit us up on Anchor. Leave a voice message, and we'll respond back to you. Until next time, it's been a black and white thing. We holler at y'all, man. Deuces. <laughs>